Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is episode 14 of the Archapreneur Now podcast. I am your host, Heath Armstrong. We're going to talk about poker. We're going to talk about product development. We're going to talk about networking and why it's so important, product strategy, and most importantly, health and nutrition and how it can affect your productivity throughout the day. So skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink, skidamarinkity-doo-hoo, we're going to get into so many exciting things, including how to follow what excites you because it is your purpose in life. And when you follow your own passion, it is infectious to others. And there's nobody that explains any of these items better than our guest today, Greg Baston. I not only use all the brains that I have, but all that I can borrow is well Woodrow Wilson come on everybody let me hear that beat come on come on everybody let me hear that beat here we go now who wants to get funky who wants to get a little creative out there which one of you want to get a little bit artsy now? Well then get on with your bad self. All the way from Los Angeles, California. He used to spend all his time playing high stakes poker, but not anymore. If you are a fan of hot tea and nutrition, then our guest today has just the opportunity that you need. Everybody get funky and give a warm welcome to Greg Bastin. Greg, you are the entrepreneur now. What's going on, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Heath? <laughs> I'm great, man. And you know, Greg has created these amazing teas called Opportunities, which is obviously a clever name. And you're an ex-high stakes poker player, but you still play a little bit here and there, right? Yeah, still like to play. Cool. So, you got to tell me this first. How how did you make the transition from becoming a professional uh, high stakes poker player to nutritional tea entrepreneur? Yeah, that's kind of a interesting story. What it was was uh, poker. You know, it's a lot of fun. The highs are really high, but uh, unfortunately, the lows are really low. And uh, at the end of the day, all you really have to show for your day is the hands of poker you've played. So what I really wanted to be making more of a difference when I look back on what my time was spent and when I look back on my life, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, I want to be helping people. I want to be helping people perform better and just feeling better. So it was one of those things. I've always been interested in supplements. You know, I've, I've tried whatever I could to help myself focus, feel better, give myself more energy and think more clearly on the poker felt. So it was one of those things where I just was really interested in health and passion. And then I wanted to do something where I'd be helping a lot of people. So I decided to come up with the tea blends that I really wanted and I really liked so I could, you know, share that with everyone else. Yeah. And these tea blends are phenomenal. I've actually tried both of them and I'm uh, consuming them daily now. And, you know, my past was never huge into health and nutrition until about the last six months where I really got over that hump and realized how much better it can make your life if you actually pay attention to what you're eating and the just revolutionary energy levels you can get from, you know, paying that little bit of attention. 
and and what you're consuming and what you uh, are going to do with your day, where you're going to exercise, and it's amazing. And you know your testimonials online for this tea from a wide variety of health, fitness, and uh, nutritional gurus have kind of left you reviews. And Hal Elrod, which is really how I got connected with you, and I'm a huge follower of him, and he's the best-selling author of The Miracle Morning, which I highly suggest everybody get out there and check out because it will change your life. I know it has had a dramatic effect on me, and I think it has on Greg as well. Oh, absolutely. I love The Miracle Morning. You know, I've adopted some of the tips that Hal says that uh, sound really simple, but they really they change your life and they change your day. You yeah, know, it's, and it's a quick read too. Oh, it's short, and uh, there's a lot of actionable steps that uh, can really help anyone become more productive. Yeah, and he has this podcast that goes along with it called Achieve Your Goals, and I think episode 18, I could be wrong about that, uh, How to Eat Your Way to Better Energy, I remember was the title, is the one where Hal actually mentions this really cool story uh, about this guy sending him a sample of tea in the mail and him trying it out and just falling in love with it. And now if you get on Amazon and check out your clear tea, uh, you can see that review from Hal, which is fantastic. But that's how I got in contact with you because uh, I was like, wow, this sounds really interesting. I, I've got to try this stuff. Um, so can you, in a, you know, a, court, a quick summary, uh, kind of tell the audience what clear tea is and what Brainiac tea is, uh, you know, what, what some of the ingredients are? Yeah, absolutely. Clear tea is what I developed as like the ideal tea blend for energy, focus, and endurance where it starts off with a blend of matcha green tea and a yerba mate, which are the two best teas that I really like personally and I fill me with a lot of energy and nutrition. And then I tried to balance that out with uh, the most nutrient-dense superfoods I could find, like goji berries, pomegranate, you know, organic cacao, camu camu berries, acai berries. And uh, I also tried to include a lot of the vitamins and minerals that are kind of missing from the daily lives a lot of people like vitamin D3, B3, B6, and magnesium. And then I did it all without any of the other preservatives, flavorings, additives, or sweeteners. I wanted an all-natural product where all the ingredients were beneficial for you and that you could look at everything in there and say, wow, that has a great purpose. And then I created Brainiac kind of based off the same philosophy, but I wanted this one to be more for memory, focus, and attention. So it's a little bit less of the energy because it doesn't have yerba mate, but it has more nutrients for brain health, like lion's mane mushroom or creatine or L-tyrosine or Cylon cinnamon, you know, a bunch of things that kind of modulate your stress response so you don't feel as stressed out and things that help you just think more clearly. And that if your body's not producing neurotransmitters correctly, you know, I kind of give you the things your body needs to produce those things. And that there's nothing really magical about, you know, these supplements or eating healthy, but it kind of feels magical if you're correcting any kind of deficiency, you know, because our bodies and brains just don't work correctly when we're deficient in vitamins and minerals. But after we start eating the right type of foods and supplementing with what we're missing, you know, we just, you know, feel more, we feel better, we have more energy and we just lose weight and we look better. So I really tried to create tea blends that had the highest quality ingredients and nothing else. Oh, and they taste fantastic too. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah that's it, a good point that, you know, you created these blends and there's nothing magical about them other than the fact that they make you feel like you're supposed to feel and not, you know, droggy after you've eaten something that you're having trouble digesting. You know, that energy is actually there and it's such a great feeling. 
yeah, it's a it's a clear energy too, and it's not. I tried to get something where it wasn't. You're not going to get the jitters or the big spike and the crash that you get with some other products. It's more sustained and it's natural. You know, there's it's just good food for you. Oh yeah, it's amazing. And you know, I thought it was really interesting how you approached how with the tea and the obvious confidence that you had behind your product to send him a sample, knowing that if he liked it, you know, it could potentially be another door open. For more business through his network, but also to influence other people's lives uh, to get a hold of this product that will increase their health and their uh, deficiencies. And I'm one of those people. And I wanted to mention that because I think it's a brilliant way of thinking. And it's really what inspired me to reach out and try and get you on this show. Uh, was this the first time you did anything like that? Or is this one of your methods that you have in place to try and expand your network? And on top of that, you know, how important do you think having a network is? before you get ready to launch your first product like you're doing? I mean, having a network of people that can help promote you is huge. You know, it's uh, it's definitely a strategy of mine where I reached out to a lot of key influencers that, you know, I've followed over the years and I've learned a lot from to try to give them my tea, offer them something of value and just see what they like, you know, see what they think. And I, it's going to provide me with invaluable feedback, you know, on what people like and what they don't like. And it also just lets them know about, you know, what I'm doing and kind of introduces myself to where, you know, a big strategy of mine has been to go to places that have a large audience of people who are interested in health and nutrition and who are just interested in performing better and just to tell people about what I'm doing and then offer them something, you know, which with like to hell, I just gave him some tea and said, hey, what do you think of this? You know, I'd love to know you're a guy that, you know, has a ton of energy and a ton of mental clarity. And it just shows in everything that he does. So, you know, I think you'd like this. And you just kind of put it out there and, and see what everyone thinks of it. Yeah, very cool. And I think that the listeners can find a lot of value in those little techniques. Uh, you know, you have to get out there and get out of your comfort zone a little bit and talk to people. And when you have a product that's as good as yours, uh, I think the more people you talk to, obviously, the bigger doors it's going to swing open. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I tried to do everything the right way with these tea blends. You know, where there's there's none of those artificial ingredients that are potentially harmful for you. And I also tell people exactly how much is in every tea blend. You know, there's no proprietary blends or unique formulas. You can just look on the label and see exactly what's in it. Oh, definitely. So when you're creating this product, was it basically you just creating something that you wanted because it wasn't out there? Or did you, you know, find an opportunity, you know, to create the opportunities, I, I'm sorry, I had to say that. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you find an opportunity to create that product uh, in something else? Well, what it was, was it was just my own experiences and frustration with taking supplements. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had a cabinet full of, you know, 70 or 80 various pills and powders. And, you know, I'd start my day deciding what I would take, measuring out my pills and then measuring out my powders. And it just, it took me the first 15 to 20 minutes of my day to do that. And it just became overwhelming. And, uh, pretty soon I stopped doing it because I didn't enjoy it and that I knew there had to be a better way. So I thought, well, what if I could put all the nutrition I wanted in my tea? Because I love drinking tea. Tea is incredibly healthy for you and it's easy. So, you know, that was kind of the idea where it was just one morning I was drinking a glass of green tea and I'm like, well, why can't I put my goji berries or my pomegranate or my organic cacao in that tea and just drink it there? 
So the whole idea is just to make it easy to get the, the highest quality nutrients. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, so you're obviously used to taking larger risks with money being a you know high stakes poker player uh, in the past and I guess still currently, but I'm sure there are times when decisions to take certain leaps start to make you feel a little bit nervous as well or a little uncomfortable with your business. Would you say that the skills you carried over from the poker table have allowed you to kind of step out of your comfort zone easier than you would have been to attack this business and this new endeavor from a new level or oh, a new abs- angle? I think absolutely. I think poker really at its core is all about, you know, assessing information and you have to do a lot of that information is hidden from you. So you have to make assumptions on what you think is likely to happen Mm-hmm. And that the better you get at making those assumptions, the more you can start to put together the pieces with things that aren't necessarily all spelled out for you. So it's like I saw a trend in the market that people are wanting to be healthier. People are wanting to feel better. And it's like the more I, you can fit in line with what's about to happen, the better off you'll be. Yeah, and I think there is a huge market right now, and, and there is definitely a health kick going on as all these studies start to come out about how eating in itself uh, is causing all of these just, you know, revolutionary uh, genocides of like cancer and diabetes and things like that. I live in the state of Kentucky and it's the number two obese state in the United States, I believe. And everybody here drinks like, you know, six to 12 Cokes a day and they eat donuts all morning. And it's just, it's a crazy thing to witness. Uh, So... Well, focusing on on you and your long term goals, uh, where, where do you see yourself in the future? You know, where do you want to take this business? Um, well, my goal is to build opportunities into like an overall wellness company that gives people the information and nutrition that they need to take control of their health. You know, I decided from the very beginning to do things differently. Because unfortunately, the supplement industry is mostly a mix of companies focused solely on profits and a snake oil salesman promoting agendas with misleading research. You know, there's so many formulas that are locked away in proprietary blends. So you really have no clue if you're getting an effective dose of every ingredient or just large amounts of the cheap and effective ingredients mixed with tiny amounts of the expensive ones. And that these proprietary blends also give companies an excuse not to innovate because they aren't held accountable for everything they put in their products. And then there's other things out there on the market today that are filled with shockingly high amounts of artificial ingredients or unnecessary additives, preservatives, and sweeteners, so that there's a general distrust of the supplement and health industry, and for a good reason. Where like, I feel companies should compete solely on the basis of providing the most effective products, because not doing so turns the industry into a cluster of ridiculous marketing claims and misinformation So I took the things I didn't like about the industry and made it my mission to do the opposite. So at Opportunities, Optimal Health is and will always be our sole priority. And I see myself working hard to carry out that mission in the future, you know, introducing new products and offering new content with ways people can take control of their health. Yeah, and I'll latch right onto that train. And I think that, you know, that's a powerful message there. And Maybe one day we'll wake up and it'll be more of a reality that other people are like-minded like you. Uh, but unfortunately, right now, we do live in a world where it's all uh, misguided marketing. And, and it is kind of scary 
the things that we consume without even knowing it. Oh, absolutely. It's like we don't put much thought into the things that we consume every day. But if we start to put a little bit of thought into it, we can drastically change our experience with life. Oh, yeah. So have you put any habits into development to help you stay focused on on that long term goal of expanding and continuing to grow this business and uh, get into other people's lives and show them that they can feel better and that they can be happier? Oh, yeah. You know, being a professional poker player, I've tried nearly everything I could find to remain at peak performance and kind of perform better from fad diets and exercise to zapping my brain with transcranial direct current stimulation or even sensory deprivation and meditation. You know, after a lot of trial and error, I realized I'm at my best when I eat the right foods and I get the nutrition missing from the typical standard American diet. So for me, just to stay focused on my long-term goals, eating the right foods and giving my body the nutrition it needs, not just to live, but to thrive is number one. And another uh, habit that I really like is keeping an updated to-do list. You know, it's always changing and it's based on whatever I need to get done or I've just completed. Because as an entrepreneur, you have to manage so many different things at once. And uh, for me, having too many things to do or extremely time-consuming and complex tasks often leads to me just getting nothing done. And I don't want to become overwhelmed by the magnitude of the projects I take on. So I use two short rules for my to-do list. My first rule is to keep two separate columns. One of those are small things that I can get done today. And my other column is to do for later, so I don't forget anything. So I set this list every night new, sometime at night before I go to bed, so I don't have to remember anything or have any kind of thoughts running through my mind at night. And that way I can wake up fresh and get ready to work on uh, whatever's first on my to-do list. Yeah, it's so powerful. And on the on the list side of the things that you are going to do today, uh, you obviously probably don't overload it with too many things because then you just find yourself overlapping until the next day and it's a continuous process. Do you focus on one or two main things a day that you put the most importance on uh, and then you move on to some other things if you have time? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I focus you know, on generally two things that I want accomplished for the day and that it's my mission you know, to get those two things done. And then after that, you know, I work on whatever else I can, but I'm going to put most of my focus at first into getting those things done. And that what I like to do is I keep my break up my things into small and like easily achievable tasks. So I'm not going to put something like build my website or develop a marketing strategy I could put anything like send a one minute email to this influencer or do like up to two hours of in-depth research on a topic like goji berries that when you add up all these small tasks, they combine to kind of complete your overall strategy. Yeah. And in a larger scale than that, as you take these baby steps uh, over and over again to get to a larger goal, like expanding your product line or even creating your product in the first place, uh, before you know it, you look back and you've accomplished all these amazing things. And so little steps at a time can create big, big, big achievements. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I use a an app called Wonderlist. I don't know if you've ever checked that out. Uh, I'm a big fan of the paper app or the paper list so I can write down and put it in my pocket because I feel like it's a little bit more effective and it doesn't require me to get my phone out and stare at the screen where there's other distractions. Uh, but I also have this app called Wonderlist and it's very simple. You put in your tasks and the way I separate it into two columns is I just star the ones that I want to get done 
most important for that day. So they stay at the top of the list. And then the, what your secondary list would be would be kind of underneath that in my list. Uh, so it's the same principle and it's highly effective. Cool. I'll have to check that out. I just uh, I just have a notepad file that I keep open on my computer so I don't use anything too high tech. Yeah, yeah. And I use, I, <laughs> to be honest, I kind of, whatever I have at the moment when I think of something, I write it down there. But uh, I come back and compile it all in that little Wonderlist app and it's free. And it's super simple. Once you're done, you just swipe it and it goes down to the list at the bottom with the strike through it. So you can see all the things you've accomplished still. And so I like to be able to do that too. So I can review, you know, that's a great idea just to give yourself motivation and to kind of look back on what all you've achieved. Yes. Yeah. So you'd be surprised how much you can achieve uh, when you start looking back and, and you do, if you put two things down a day and start doing it within a week, you know, that's 14 items right there. And uh, if you have a list of 20 things, then within a week, usually you probably don't have one of those accomplished. So. Oh, absolutely. Super interesting. Well, you know, looking back, I know you're kind of early in your product launch, but if you could go back to when you first started launching it, is there anything that you would do differently? Yeah, I, I would have started contacting other people earlier. You know, I didn't start my influencer strategy until I really had my first product and I tried it. You know, I was so afraid of over-promising and under-delivering with my first product. I really didn't know how it was going to go. So I didn't contact anyone until any everything was all ready. And that I would have just done it earlier. You know, even when I first got the idea, I would have started contacting influencers and say, hey, what do you think of this idea? I'm going to mm-hmm. put this together. You know, so the more feedback you get, you know, the better your idea gets over time, too. And- yeah, I, I want to say it was, is it Mark Echo, the guy who created the Echo clothing line? Yeah, I believe so. I feel like I heard a podcast episode with him, and it was a while ago, but he had that kind of same tactic where when he first started, you know, it was such a hard market for him to break into as a, a designer that all he did was print his clothing and he would send packages of his clothing to famous people and in the mail for free. And that's basically how he got his fame, which is super interesting. Awesome. You know, that's a, it's a great strategy when you have something that you think people will want, you know, send it to them and see what they think, you know? Yeah, I mean, even if they come back with saying that they don't like it, they're probably going to tell you why, and you can take those building blocks and, and you know create a success out of it afterwards. Oh, that's absolutely some of the most valuable information you can get, is you know, why people don't like something that you're doing. That way you can work on changing it, or you can see, oh, this isn't a fit for this market. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, we get noticed because of our successes, but we create all of them on the back of our failures, and we learn from the you know, best experiences where it doesn't necessarily work, yet we only discuss the successes and not the failures. What failures of your own have you been able to learn from? You know, have you had any that have been able to help you change you and your process along the way? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone kind of has a selection of failures. And uh, mine have kind of led me to the direction to where I'm, I figured out what I really want to be doing with my time. You know, after poker, you know, I've tried a lot of different things. And one of those things was, you know, trading in the stock market. You know, I thought I wanted to do that all day, but uh, I tried it for a while and I did okay. And then I did it more and more and then I didn't do as well. 
And I learned it. It just wasn't one of the things that I wanted to be doing with my time. It was similar to poker in that at the end of the day, all you have is the money that you've either made or lost. You don't really have this benefit or this thing you can look back on and say, oh, I've helped other people become better. And that's what I really wanted to be doing yeah, with no my time. Fulfillment. And I was the same way. You know, I, I worked in the construction and concrete industry and yeah, you can make, you know, perfectly good money doing it and I'm working from home and it's all great. But at the end of the day, there was nothing about it that was fulfilling to me. And, and I ended up asking myself, you know, why am I doing this? And so, you know, I pushed myself over the edge and now I'm doing websites and uh, podcasts and mobile apps and things like that. So it's just a fan. You know, you don't have to stay stuck in the one thing that is making you miserable. All it takes is a commitment to yourself to get across that fence. And once you're over it, you know, it's, it's all in from there and it's an amazing feeling. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, passion is energy too. And like when you're working on stuff you're passionate about, it excites you and I get so much better work done. You know, my work on something that I'm excited about, it's just, it's higher quality because I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm trying to make it better. I'm always trying to improve it. And, uh, you just got to do what it is that, you know, is your purpose. Yeah, and I love the Muhammad Ali quote. It's the repetition of affirmations that lead to belief. And once belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. And, you know, I kind of focus every day. I look at that quote and and focus on, you know, staying positive on the things that I am passionate about and kind of throwing the rest of it out the window. And if I'm not passionate about it, I don't follow it. And if it doesn't feel fulfilling, I don't follow it. And it's amazing the community that will be built around you uh, when you keep that mindset. Oh, absolutely. You know, you, you're, I mean, you bring excitement out in others too by following your own passions. You know, when you follow your own passion, you give someone else the motivation or the light they need to follow their passion. And, you know, the more people we have in this world following our passions, you know, the, the better off we're going to be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, You, me, anybody, you know, yourself as much as anybody in the entire universe deserves your love and affection. And if you can get to that point, it's amazing. But I'm going to get into uh, your creative side a little bit in a moment. But before I do, I wanted to ask you real quick, going back to when you were talking about, uh, you know, putting this tea into your body because it's something that you wanted and, and it, you know, fulfills your health and the deficiencies that we might all have. What other you know, types of foods do you eat for your meals um, that you've found? And I know you have an amazing blog that goes through lots of different, uh, you know, what to do and what to not do. Essentially, you're putting information out there for people to read. Uh, But you personally, I'm wondering, you know, what kind of stuff do you eat? You know, I I follow the 80-20 philosophy with uh, my nutrition. 80% of the time, I try to eat, you know, nutrient-dense natural foods. And that means stuff that's, uh, you know, grown locally is a big plus fruits, vegetables, well-raised meats, you know, a lot of healthy fats. I eat stuff like that. And then 20% of the time, you know, I don't worry as much and I just kind of eat whatever I want. And this really helps, you know, in social situations or stuff like that, you know, I'll just go out and I'll eat what I want, but I'm still getting, you know, the nutrient dense foods that I need a lot of the time. You know, uh, what I like to do every morning is uh, have a glass of tea with some chia seeds and coconut oil just to give myself, you know, a kickstart of healthy fats and MCT oil that you can, your body can just use right away for usable energy. 
and that the chia seeds kind of give you a nice balanced energy and just really balanced nutrition. Are you putting the chia seeds in your tea or are you actually just consuming them on the side? No, I'm putting them in the tea. Do they uh, absorb and kind of turn into a gel when you do that? Absolutely. They get about 10 times bigger than that little seed. So it's kind of a, it's a cool, I really like chia seeds because they turn into almost like a a gel. Yeah, it's like a hydrate. And I know a lot of runners consume them because in your stomach, they get big like that and they're kind of like a hydrating gel. Uh, And I've been putting them in smoothies every morning and we sprinkle them across our food as well. You know, flaxseed, chia seeds. And yeah, I love them too. But I was wondering oh. about that. I've thought about pouring them in my tea, and I just never had. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, well, it's just one of the things. Chia seeds—they're just—they're so nutrient dense. They have, you know, your omega three fatty acids, your fiber, your protein, your minerals, antioxidants. That uh, I try to put them in as many things as I can. Yeah, cool. Well, if you could spend one hour creating something with anyone from the past or present, who would it be, and what would you create? You know, I've uh, thought about this, and uh, what I really like to create is uh, a free guide to healthy living with Oprah, because I want to help as many people as I can, and I really can't think of a better person to help motivate and inspire millions to live healthy than Oprah. Yeah. Because she knows how to get people to take action, and so many trust in what she has to say. And to make a big change, you need to reach a lot of people. And it's just a lot of the traditional advice about health and nutrition is outdated, or it's based off small, poorly designed studies. You know, new research has come out that's disproved a lot of the things that we thought we had figured out. And it's so tough for the average person to stay up to date with the current best practices. You know, most fast food companies and processed food companies are more focused on creating addictive food and making money than they are with health. Yeah, and to top evil. it off, oh, absolutely. And just change in the overall public's mindset or just change with major government health organizations, it comes so slowly because there's so much conflicting information out there. Mm-hmm. So it's, I really love getting into the technical details. You know, I spend hours every week reading PubMed studies about nutrition and following health experts on Twitter, reading different articles and blogs. You know, I'm so passionate about knowing the real best practices for optimal health and high performance. And I want to share that with everyone I know, but unfortunately I don't know millions of people. And it's one of those things that I feel once people get used to the incredibly clear natural energy that you get from eating the right foods, you won't want to go back because you're going to look, feel, and perform better. And I don't know anyone who doesn't want that. I probably would say that I don't know anyone who's gotten over the edge and then gone back because <laughs> it's such an amazing feeling. And I, I could, you know, if I wake up, you know, one hour later than I plan on, I immediately feel like my entire day. It's just going to go backwards, and it's just uh, – it's such a different you – know, I guess you don't really know until you're there, but it is such an amazing feeling. It's so different to be on the other side of that fence. Yeah, I, I mean I used to think it was normal to have a big meal and then feel like I needed to take a nap. Mm-hmm. You know, or like I wouldn't get anything done after dinner because I just want to sit down and relax when you know now that's some of my most productive time. Yeah, it takes – typically 45 minutes after you eat and you start feeling groggy and everybody thinks that's normal, but it is definitely not normal. If you start watching what you eat and intaking, you know, all these enzymes and aminos and stuff that create these energies. uh, And if you're taking more energy in than what you're digesting, 
and what your body's taking to digest, you feel amazing after you eat. And so, oh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I want to I challenge. Tell, Go ahead. I was going to say, I just tell people just to, for one tip for health is just to start paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, think about how you look, feel and perform after you eat something. And it's also the act of paying attention makes you care more about it. And that once you start caring, then change can happen. So, yeah. And I, and I want to, was going to say, I want to challenge everybody to go listen to that episode on how Elrod's achieve your goal podcast, uh, episode 18, I believe. Yeah, it is and, episode 18. And he makes a point in there that I don't know if he says to write down, but after you eat, it would be a good idea to write down how you feel 45 minutes later, you know, set your watch or something and just write it down. And you'll notice, you know, the different types of foods that you eat will make you feel a little bit differently. If you eat, you know, a pound of T-bone steak and a bunch of potatoes, 45 minutes later, you're probably going to be passed out face down, pants down on the floor somewhere. Uh, But if you eat, you know, a nice healthy salad with some nuts and, uh, you know, fruit, chances are 45 minutes later, you're going to feel perfectly fine. Uh, And it's very interesting when you start tracking that. Oh, it is. It's, It's the food we eat becomes, you know, what we're really made of. So it's like give yourself the things that you really need. Yeah, definitely. When you, I'm just curious, when you started making these teas, how long did it take you to get it right? How much you know time did you put into making these blends? It uh, it, it took me a little while. You know, from the first idea where I wanted to have a tea with additional nutrients in it, it uh, probably took me about eight months until I had something that I thought I could take to market or something I really really liked. Because uh, I tried so many different ideas where I would just put, you know, capsules or dissolvable tablets or different things that really weren't optimal or weren't, you know, the easiest way to get nutrients. And then I also, it's tough to get the combination of the specific nutrients you need that are good because a lot of the nutrients that are really beneficial don't have a very pleasant taste. Mm -hmm. They could be extremely bitter or they're going to kind of cover up or overwhelm the other flavors in the tea. So it took a while to kind of play with, you know, different nutrients and ingredients and get stuff that worked well together and created, you know, a balanced tea blend that tastes like just good tea. It tastes amazing. Uh, I know I've said that already once, but it really does. It's- so, yeah. Yeah. If you're a fan of tea and especially, you know, matcha green tea, it's just it's a powdered tea blend that you can just put in some water and then mix it up. No brewing required. Yeah, and you can put this in, you know, your smoothies. You, you can really mix it in with anything um, and get the benefit. But as a tea, it's obviously aimed at and fantastic. So nice. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna drill you real quick with some real quick answer questions. I just want to get to know your creative side. We usually do this at the All beginning right. of the segment, uh, but we got off on a tangent, and it was just, you know, something that faded back to the end. So, do you? You know, you, you probably obviously have a creative side, but what do you think some of your favorite creative works are? Albums, books, uh, arts? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the first one is uh, The 4-Hour Chef by Tim Ferriss because it completely changed my mindset on cooking. You know, when I used to cook, I would just follow recipes to a T, mm-hmm. and then I didn't know what to do when the food wasn't kind of how I wanted it. So I, that book really first began to help me understand the individual components involved with making good tasting food. And I picked up on so many little tips and tricks that, you know, helped me enjoy cooking and make things that I really like eating. And then, uh, I'll have to check that one out. I actually have not read that one yet. 
I mean, it's a, it's a great read where he just kind of breaks down the process of learning too. So you can apply it to so many different situations. In yeah, life. He, he's fantastic. He's amazing. And another thing I really like, if you if you want to get good at poker, watch Phil Galfon's poker videos on his a site called runitonce.com. Phil Galfon, he's my favorite poker thinker and universally recognized as one of the best players in the game. You know, I used to study his videos over and over because he can take a complex situation and he really gives you the things you need to think about to make it easier to make the right decision. And it's I've changed so much in my own poker game just from hearing his thoughts. Because once he started to explain a situation, it be, it made so much more sense to me than before, and I started to see things in a different light. So it's one of those things where if you want to learn how to play the best poker, you need to watch the best players play. And more than that, you need to hear them listen and talk about why they make the decisions they do. And that you once you understand the steps that someone takes to come to their decision and the assumptions that go into it, you can start applying that to your own poker game and that you're really going to see a world of difference. Yeah, and you can apply that to other areas of your life too. I'm sure it teaches you some critical um, skills there, not just on the poker table. Oh, absolutely. You know, once you realize that uh, you learn how to solving problems is a skill set, and that you can apply similar methods to you know even different problems, and that the more you get used to solving problems, the better you're going to get at it over time. Yeah. Do you have any role models or influencers that you think could be of value to our listeners? Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, with the four hour chef, I follow Tim Ferriss because he's done, you know, the four hour work week, the four hour body. And I really think he's a master of applying the 80, 20 principle to find out what really matters to learn about different situations. You know, I've gotten so much out of his books and listening to him speak on podcasts that uh, he's just so helpful in breaking down the process of learning. Another guy I really like is uh, Mark Cuban. I started following his blog early on because it's just common sense business advice and that he turned Shark Tank into an amazing show that stands up for entrepreneurs. He seems to get trends and ideas so quickly and he's incredibly smart, but he also knows his limitations and that's something that can be you know beneficial for everyone. Another guy I really like following is uh, Joe Rogan. You know, I started listening to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast and I quickly fell in love because Joe is so incredibly motivating, honest, and hilarious. You know, I've listened to his YouTube clips about waking up and being the star in your own movie to take control of your life too many times to count. And he just inspires so many people to live better lives. Do you have a creative bucket list? Uh, Yeah, I've got... You know, a few things that I want to be working on. The first one of those is I want to learn how to use Photoshop effectively. You know, right now I'm stuck using free software I find online. Mm -hmm. And I kind of make it work by making rough versions of the designs that I want. And then I outsource the work to sites like Fiverr or Elance. Mm -hmm. But it'd be nice to make what I want more of personally so I can change it on the fly. And another thing I'm really working on right now is uh, working on my ability to tell captivating stories, especially in my writing. You know, I have a tendency to get right to the point and just start listing the information that people need to know with the supporting facts and evidence. Mm -hmm. But this isn't the most entertaining. And uh, stories help people, you know, get to know who I am personally, and they make my points so much more relatable rather than just here's a bunch of facts and figures. Yeah, and I think that both of those can be highly effective, though, because I know a lot of times I, w- I love those straightforward, 
uh, facts and figures. But then at the same time, you know, you could have blog posts like that, but then you could come out and I don't know, you might already be trying to do this, but you could write a book with that big story involved and wrap it all together. And I think that you could find a big audience that way too. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, I haven't been working on that. I've had enough I want to do because uh, another item on my bucket list was uh, I really want to make my own version of Soylent. I don't know if you've heard about Soylent. I have not. It's it's basically a nutritional shake that has all the nutrients in it that you need to live on. Really? Where, yeah, where I followed the story, you know, since it broke, uh, you know, a year and a half ago. And uh, I've always wanted to try and make something similar because I started looking through the ingredients and nutritional facts, you know, and it's a good idea, but I saw some things that I, you know, I didn't like. And a big part of their mission is making things affordable and kind of available to the masses. But this always leads to trade-offs and lower quality ingredients. Mm -hmm. So I think it'd be really cool to kind of make my own Soylent type shake made of the highest quality ingredients with more healthy fats and protein less simple carbs and artificial flavorings that if someone just wants a quick, easy meal idea, you can mix together this and it gives you most everything you need to kind of live on. Yeah. Maybe you'll have a, maybe the book that you'll get out will actually just be a bunch of different ways to create these amazing uh, shakes and teas at home remedies. Yeah. That's a great idea. You know, give people the information they need to take control of their health. Yeah, definitely. If, if you had to battle Godzilla, how, how would you use your creativity and talents to defeat that big bastard? Wow. You know, that's a pretty tough question. But uh, like any other, uh, when I'm faced with a tough question, the first thing I go to now is uh, Google. But I didn't uh, Google this beforehand, so I don't have any kind of perfect answer. <laughs> but uh, to begin answering the question, I'd start with trying to learn as much about Godzilla as possible. You know, I try to find smart people and ask them what they thought I could do. I try to learn from what hasn't worked in the past so you do, I don't have to make the same mistakes that other people have made. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you can't just walk up to Godzilla and take him on. Some people uh, might try. Some people might try. <laughs> you know, I don't think it'd be the best strategy. So, uh, you know, right now, if I had to pick some kind of strategy, I'd try to get a virus or something that he isn't immune to and try to give him that. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be too harmful to the surrounding area, you know, and people in that area. So I'd uh, try to work with labs or work, get a tissue sample, give it to scientists just to try to see different, you know, combinations of things. And that what I'd want to have is a uh, multiple options. So I'd come up with, you know, three or four different things and want to try that because when you're doing something new, you don't always know if it's going to work. <laughs> it's, it's best to have multiple ideas to kind of fall back on. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the question and all the creative answers I get. It's it's a fun one. Oh yeah, you don't hear that from too many places. <laughs> no. Do you have any favorite advice, resources, or tools that you use? And I know you've covered a few already that you think our listeners could find value in. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one resource I use all the time is Examine.com. It's an independent organization that provides unbiased research on supplements and nutrition. You know, what they, what they do is they take all the info that's out there and they try to sum it up so they can give you a sheet uh, and we can find out what really works and what doesn't, you know, what we have scientific research to back up and what we don't. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's so informative and you can find studies on most supplements and a lot of common health issues. You know, it's, it's my first stop when I'm looking at anything, any kind of new topic that I don't have info on. I'll have to check that out. I've never even, you would think examine.com, that would be a, a name I'd heard of and I haven't. I'm going to have to dive into that. Yeah, examine.com is great. It's uh, very helpful. Just a lot of people don't know about it yet. Yeah, and I'll put that on the show notes along with all this other information too that will be on artsynow.com uh, so you can find it there. Yeah. It, do you have any ways that our listeners can get in contact with you if you want? Oh, yeah. The, the best way to get in contact with me is to go to opportunities.com. There's a contact form at the top right of the page that I check all the time. Plus, the website has uh, links to all my social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the bottom of the page. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter personally, at Greg Baston. Everybody get out there. Follow Greg. Order some of this tea off Amazon. It's fantastic. Uh, I get up in the morning. I usually have a scoop of the Brainiac. It gets my mind working the correct way. Uh, After getting a couple tasks done, I'll go on a run. And then after I eat my morning smoothie, I like to have another cup of the clear tea. And that gets my energy pumping, man. And it's an amazing feeling, so everybody should get out there and tackle it. And Greg, thank you so much for being here and being the Archipreneur now. And always remember, man, keep it heady. Thanks, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the Archipreneur Now podcast. For all the show notes and more information, please visit artsynow.com. That's A-R-T-S-Y now.com. Thank you. The music for this podcast was provided by Shaky Feeling out of Ventura, California. For more information, please visit shakyfeeling.com. Keep it funky.